Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Getting set to join us on the hotline. No one better to talk college football with here on a Friday night than our insider, publisher, collegefootballnews.com. As he said in a tweet today, he lives and breathes college football. Pete Futek. Pete, what's happening, buddy? Actually, I live and breathe coffee. At this time of year, I I live and just have intravenous coffee and caffeine pumped into my veins. A, and then the co- college football part of it comes from that. Oh, okay. he's a man after my own heart. Well, it's because now games are Thursday, Friday every week, and he's got to start Thursday night, and he goes all the way to late Saturday night. It happens that way. And someone has to watch UMass versus Temple to watch a <laughs> UMass offense come back and cover at the very last second. So people have to do this. All right, well, first thing first, before we get to tomorrow's slate, I want to throw this by you because I was as soon as I thought I said this is something that's right up your alley. If you want a fly-in-the-ointment team, 
where if at the end of the season you're looking at teams from the Power Five conferences that have two losses and you're talking about, boy, can we take a two-loss team for the playoff when you have an undefeated non-Power Five team, South Florida is that team. Here's the problem. Their Ah. schedule is awful. I mean, I know look it's at their bad, play. but it, it doesn't matter. It does kind of, because remember, it, here's the thing. If it was Houston last year, now you're talking. Because Houston, remember, just destroys Oklahoma to start things off. They beat up Louisville. Those are real restaurant-quality wins. Illinois is not going to qualify as one of those big, giant, splashy wins that you're going to need to do this. Now, Houston might be good enough this year where if South Florida beats them, you might have a case to be made. Uh, but part of the problem is, again, if you're going to put strength of schedule versus strength of schedule, South Florida is just going to get annihilated. However, the precedent was kind of set last year that strength of schedule doesn't mean everything, as I contradict myself, because Washington <laughs> got in over Penn State, and it paid like the 124th best schedule in college football. It'll be an interesting fight. I hope we have it because I think it would be a whole lot of fun. Let's just face it, though. They didn't cover tonight. Spread was 24 and a half. They win by 24, so they're dead oh, in the water. Look at dead in the water, Smith. <laughs> All right, Pete, what was your favorite vignette that you watched this week as you thought about USC and Texas from low so many years ago? Yeah, exactly. It's that was still it's one of the great games of all time. It's still you know it's I've been in the Rose Bowl several times since then. I always in that kind of geeky person who walks that does the Vince Young touchdown walk. It's still kind of cool. Uh, but what's going to be fun about this is I, first of all I got to get over my own personal USC blind spot because I picked Stanford last oh, week. I'm I'm going to keep picking against USC and eventually they're going to lose. Now it might be 2019. When this happens, but eventually <laughs> I'm going to be right on this. I'm not going to pick Texas to win, but it's going to be a wild and crazy shootout. Texas is a whole lot better than I think people are, are sort of thinking because of that uh, Maryland game. This offense is going to put up a ton of points. I think it's going to be a wild firefight, but Texas still can't tackle. So if Ronald Jones and Darnold get going tomorrow, this could be like a 49-41 firefight. At least that's, I think, what I'm hoping for because I think it would be a whole lot of fun. All right, now let's get to the important thing. Well, what are you hearing on Adam Schefter's report that Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen may stay in school one more year? Because, you know, as a Jet fan, I'm not doing backflips over here in that. It's silly. They're not staying one more year. They, everyone says that now because you're in the, in the midst of the season, and no, these guys aren't thinking about that at the moment. They're, they're really and truly into the season. But then, you know, cooler heads prevail, and then all of a sudden, you know, once the season's over, they're out. But especially a guy like Rosen, who can intellectualize this, and he's the one who's complaining about, you know, school and uh, football and being able to handle both of them. He's got a point to make where he's a top three pick no matter what. The one thing that can screw him up is another big injury. He might think about getting out sooner than later, but there, this is going to be a this is going to be a really fun ride because it's Josh it's a Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. I'm a huge Mason Rudolph fan. I think he's going to be the one who's going to rise up really fast as soon as uh, they get the, the scouting community gets their mitts on him in the combine thing. Lamar Jackson, you know, try to find the comp for this guy. You know, he's just going to be a whole different type of uh, guy to try to figure out. Uh, this is just going to be an amazing year for uh, quarterbacks, and it's being called one of the best ever uh, in terms of pro prospects, and there's going to be a whole lot of guys for the Jets and 
uh, other teams to choose from out there. Just want to see one by one all of them say, I'm not playing for the Jets. Stop. Stop. And watching Smith's head explode. By then, we'll have live video streams at HGTV so everybody can see exactly how crazy it gets. Pete yeah, Fuse- and then they'll just draft Baker Mayfield in the fifth round, and there, there's your guy. There's your story. So. And he'll plant a flag <laughs> on your heart. That's what he does. Jason Smith's Yell Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Studios on the hotline with us, publisher at collegefootballnews.com. Find him on Twitter at Pete Futek. It's our buddy Pete Futek previewing all of Saturday's big game. And we met, you mentioned Lamar Jackson, Clemson. Lamar Jackson, a three-point dog at home with those shiny helmets, and he's been putting up pinball numbers. How does he solve Dabo's team? I don't know. You know, it's, I know it's a new year, and you're never supposed to kind of look past you know what happened at the end of uh, the national championship of last season. But, man, the, the, the memories of Louisville having so many problems with LSU and its bowl game and having so many problems with Houston's defensive front, they're still there. And that was at the end of last season. I don't think that, that offensive line is appreciably better than it was after it got rocked so badly late in the, the end of 2016. And now, you know, we just talked about all these, you know, great quarterbacks. Well, sprinkled among all these top 10 overall pick quarterbacks is pretty much the entire Clemson defensive line. I mean, these tackles are the absolute truth. And if you're getting to the, you know, Auburn backfield and coming up with 11 sacks against that offense, you're doing something right. They, this, this defense plays with its hair on fire at all times, and they're bringing it from all sides. It, we, I've kind of said this the last few weeks. There's always like, well, if this guy does this, the Heisman's his. Well, you know, Josh Rosen, well, the Heisman race is over after doing that against Texas A&M. And, oh, well, if Baker Mayfield, you know, is amazing against Ohio State, well, the Heisman race might be over. Well, if Lamar Jackson is great and pulls off the win, he might be the two-time Heisman winner because right now Louisville's probably 0-2 without him. And if they beat this Clemson team and he's great, there's going to be a slew of guys out there who won't vote for him because they don't want to make him the two-time Heisman winner, another two-time Heisman winner. But that's going to be a hard guy to beat in the race. All right, Pete, big statement there from Pete Futak. But let me give you one, one stronger. Will you, after Alabama's game against Colorado State tomorrow, Go to the post-game press conference and ask Nick Saban about his quarterback situation. Oh, of course, yes. And I'll also <laughs> ask uh, Brian Kelly after the Boston College game if that's a snowball effect for future things as well. Sweet. Uh, he, you know, Saban said, look, I am a unabashed Nick Saban apologist because – he, he, to do what he has to do. I mean, look at what happened. Look at Ohio State this week, for example. You can't lose if you're Ohio State ever. And Urban Meyer's right. I mean, they've had, this has happened before. They lost to Virginia Tech a couple years ago, and he's going to run. You're Ohio State. You can probably beat everyone else on your schedule by 40 points and win the national championship anyway. But, man, you want to talk about the sky is falling in Columbus this week? If you're Alabama to do this every single year in every single game and as boring as the you know the process is and as crouchy as Saban is to to be able to have that sort of discipline that you know it's all fun and games yeah Clemson won the national title last year but man to do this for as long as he's doing it at this high and all time of a level yeah, I can't really kind of question his methods because what he has put together is just absolutely amazing you can follow him on Twitter at Pete Futek that is on Twitter at Pete Futek, publisher of collegefootballnews.com. You want a preview of all the big games, collegefootballnews.com is your place to go. Go there now, take a look, read it, 
and then Pete will give you a quiz on it. Pete, as always, appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Have a good night, guys. Be good, buddy. All right, there goes Pete Futek. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every week, Mike Harmon and I do this for you. We pick one upset in college football, one in the National Football League. So we'll kick things off in college football this week. And I am giving you Memphis over UCLA. Oh, boy. It's only a three-point spread, but this is a trap game. Better see this and go, oh, UCLA? Just it's only, They're only three-point favorites? Oh, I'm taking UCLA laying the points. This looks like a classic trap game and a trap bet. Memphis, Memphis could win the AAC. They got a lot of starters. They got two-thirds of their starters coming back from last year. They have 15 overall, including their quarterback. They have two running backs. Each guy ran over for over 130 yards last week. No, they didn't play a team of UCLA's caliber, but this is still a pretty decent team. UCLA is on the road. This is a game that they've lost the last few years. We go on the road early on in the season against a team that we should beat, but they could be a little dangerous. This is that game. Memphis wins it 31-27. Remember, Memphis' head coach, Mike Norville, former offensive coordinator at Arizona State. Sun Devils split their four games when he was the OC with UCLA against Jim Mora Jr., 2-2 two two in those games. Watch out, Memphis. Jason, you do realize Josh Pastner is not coaching the football team, right? Wait, he's not? No. Oh, that changes everything. I miss Josh Pastner. That's what I thought. I got to write that down. Hang on. Memphis plus three. There you go. I am going to the SEC. I'm going with Tennessee on the road at Florida. Oh, look at all the friends you're making in Tennessee. Well, you know what? Try, trying to do my best. There Ain't you go. no telephone bill. Team that's putting up big-time points. Tennessee, they moved on from Josh Dobbs, who's off in Pittsburgh, now getting an opportunity to rack up points over 40 twice already this season. You look at the Florida side of things, averaging 17 points on the for their offense. Defense always stout but looking for Tennessee to be able to spread things out and get the job done. All right, so there's our picks in college. NFL, I am going with the Colts plus eight over the Cardinals. Not because the Colts are good. Not because I think suddenly Jacoby Brissett is going to put up 40 points. The Colts stink. They stink out loud. But you know what? The Cardinals stink. They They stink out loud, too. They looked very ordinary against the Lions last week with David Johnson. They don't have a lot of playmakers. Carson Palmer, this could be the year that he gets old overnight. They didn't look good last week, and now they got to go on the road again after licking their wounds without David Johnson, trying to figure things out. It's not a battle of the Titans. It's two teams that are really bad, but I like a close game, so I got the Colts plus eight. There you go. I was looking at the Bears plus seven. Uh, at Tampa Bay, but the Jordan Howard injury kind of pushes that away a little bit. Uh, you, you look at the the Dolphins. I mean, I am wearing the Jay Cutler. You are wearing a Jay jersey Cutler T-shirt. How much did you pay for that? Five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> the Bears. The Marshall Five Special. Dollars. <laughs> no, it was actually at a sports no. store. Dude, they had two Mar- racks. Dude. They had actual Cutler jerseys down from ninety to fifteen. But I don't walk around with an actual jersey. I can yeah. do the T-shirt. Frostburg, they took those T-shirts to Marshall's. Marshall said, get them the hell out of here! So he couldn't even buy them there. That's a lot of anger. And what's up with your pick, Jason? You didn't what? have the Weibos to take the Jets plus 13 and a half? No, I'm waiting until that spread gets to like 17. <laughs> waiting Smart. for that to balloon yeah. a little bit more. No, I'm going to stay here in Los Angeles, and I'm going to take the Redskins getting a field goal against oh. the Rams. I know. 
Donald's back, and oh, this is going to be great. No. Buddy, you know I'm playing Jared Goff in my two quarterback And league, they're going to attack him yeah, but, yeah. early and often. But I need him this week, buddy. I, need, right. I got him last week. I need him again this yeah, week. Yeah, no, buddy. it's not going to happen for you this time out. <laughs> so there are picks, upset specials. Last week I went one and one. Where were you last week? Oh, I took an over. You took it over? That's all right. You look at well, back Stan- on this week. Stanford failed you me in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they did. If the game was three and a half quarters long, yeah, it would have been fine. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Joining us now on the hotline, take a look at all the big national football league action this weekend. Sporting News NFL Insider. Follow him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. He is Alex Marvez. I am. How you doing? <laughs> Gentlemen, I am doing just fine. And listen, stay off CNN, okay? Oh, I will. I will try. I will try. I will try. They haven't called me yet today, so I think I'm all right for now. Understood. Look, understood. You know, I do do stuff on Fox Business Channel once in a while. I, I get on there. JT the Brick and I do stuff now and again. Oh, I love to hear that. Absolutely. And by the way, those, those Chargers going to be very interesting to see if they can get the sellout. Can they reach the twenty-seven thousand seat mark? Uh, hopefully for them they can. Uh, you know, it's weird what's happening in your neck of the woods out in L.A. I mean, with the, you know, the Coliseum situation. Although I think, look, winning cures all that, right? And if, and with the product, if, if people knew that the Rams were going to put up 46 and put and put an entertaining <laughs> product out there on the field, Alex, they would have shown up. Alex, what are you talking about? There's going to be 90,000 people at the Coliseum tomorrow. Well, <laughs> well yeah, you're right about that. I don't think <laughs> Well done. Well done. Come on, on Sunday, everybody will be there to watch Aaron Donald get back after it. (laughs) But Chuck Pagano and that sorry Indianapolis Colts team aren't walking through that door. No, they're not. No, my God. And yeah, by the way, speaking of Chuck, look, I mean, I I think he makes it through the season, I, I think. But, you know, look, first, when you can't identify the team that just kicked your butt, yeah, like, you know, that's number one. And now Jacoby Brissett, you know, throwing him to the Wolves as your quarterback. But, you know, it's weird because this, it's like Arizona just they've suffered so many blows in the past week. You know, first, they, they, they should have beaten Detroit and they failed to take advantage of some early mistakes by the Lions. Could You know, Carson was terrible, which is like the worst news for them because he looks like a 38 year old washed up quarterback. Uh, then on top of that, you lose David Johnson. Now, John Smoke Brown. He's out this week. I mean, it, this, this Cardinals team, again, that's why I picked Seattle, even though they're 0-1 right now, but I still stand by my pick of them making the Super Bowl because who's really going to challenge them in the NFC West? And I think this is a Seahawks team if they can fix a few things, and it's not easy. But, you know, they should get back on the winning track against San Francisco this Sunday. But this is a team with that division. I, I just don't see anyone really pushing them, whereas every other division looks like it's up for grabs. All right, now let's get to some of the big games here. First one, this is one because – at first glance, everybody says, oh, the Patriots are going to win. But then you stop and you think, well, Patriots-Saints, the battle for not going 0-2. How do you see this one? <laughs> oh, no, the Patriots are going to win. And and I think, you know, this is the thing, too. There, there's so many young guys in that secondary. And I think the Patriots, even though they won't have Danny Amendola, I think they can adjust and, and get some things done. Look, they can run the football, too. We know that. I mean, you know, and Alvin Cook just gashed the Saints for 127 yards. Mike Gillisley, that combination of guys, I think, can really work effectively there. Listen, the Saints, they've got their own drama as well with Adrian Peterson. I wrote about it this week at SportingNews.com. I feel very strongly about this. Adrian Peterson needs to, at some point, you know, come back to reality and look himself in the mirror and say, why am I still doing this? Is it just the paycheck? Do I want to be a team player? 
I'm not, he's not going to get the football 30 times a game anymore. Those days are gone. He's not even going to get the football 15 times a game. 10 times a game might be pushing it unless the Saints are winning by a large amount. For whatever reason, he didn't realize this going into the, into the season when he, or going into the, the, you know, before the draft when he signed with the Saints. Sean Payton, just, that's not how he uses his running backs. Adrian Peterson is now a third-string running back. That's the reality of it. Does he want to continue with this? Does he want to demand a trade? Does he want to ask for his release? I mean, this is a story I think that's going to continue to fester with the New Orleans Saints because, look, as the Patriots, I think, march up and down the field on these guys, the cameras are going to be turned on Adrian Peterson and that death stare or the thousand-mile stare when he was looking off into the distance. Did you notice that one as well? There's a lot of Adrian Peterson on camera for a guy who did very little against the Minnesota Vikings, his former team. Over under eight and a half games is what we've said it here on the Jason Smith show before he's somewhere else. And if I'm the Cardinals, I'm saying, hey, you got anything left in the tank? Because uh, I'm not asking Kerwin Williams to run run anything. You like the way I did that? I like that. Good. I like yeah, that. Ask her, yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we go to the rest of the slate. Some interesting uh, news and notes. Obviously, everybody wants to get on board the Sam Bradford train, and that's all fun. Uh, I want to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did they rope-a-dope us all? In the preseason, that Leonard Fournette's foot was a lot worse than it was, you know, than it actually was, and that they were all worried because this defense came out lights out. Tennessee could be zero two. Yeah, no, they really could. Yeah, you're right, and that that's a shock because everyone had him penciled. See, Tennessee maybe again the, the winner of the paper mache Lombardi Award trophy <laughs> uh, that goes out in the off season when you win the off season, but you know, unfortunately, if it gets wet, it just sort of falls apart, you know. And and in this case, uh, we'll see with the Titans. See Jacksonville, you know, in, in watching those guys and listening to what JJ Watt had to say after the game, and I and I understood where he was coming from last night. You know, he was saying, look, we just tried to win the Super Bowl basically when we came out on the field against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were wanting to do so well because of everything that had gone on and the emotion that was involved that they got out of their game a little bit. And listen, kudos to the Jags for what they did, but let's see if they perform like this on a consistent basis. Will they get after Marcus Mariota? Will Blake Bortles be turnover free? Two words I never thought I would be saying <laughs> together. Bortles turnover free. That's amazing though, right? I mean, he didn't lose the game for these guys. He was efficient at what he did, handing the ball to Leonard Fournette, 26 carries, 100 yards. They controlled the clock. That was totally fine. I mean, it's this is just, just this, it's always interesting because week one, we get those surprises, right? The Rams putting up 46, the Chiefs rolling the Patriots. I mean, we, you know, we get these once in a while that happens, but then teams come crashing back to earth. How Jacksonville handles the success right now that they had against the Houston Texans, their first season open victory since 2011, going to tell a lot about the direction this team is headed. Sporting News NFL insider Alex Marvez with us here on the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Ezekiel Elliott's going to get to play in Game 2 at Denver, one of the other big marquee games of the weekend. The NFL, though, made a move in federal appeals court Friday. They want to reinstate his six-game suspension before Dallas plays in Week 3. What are the odds that Sunday is going to be Elliott's last game for six weeks? Well, the problem is that the NFL could want a lot of things, but the courts move at their own schedule, if you know what I'm saying. So they put in that they'd love to get an answer from September 19th to September 26th. So that's it. So, so Zeke may play week three, and then they'll, they'll put the, the you know, suspension back in play. But that's, the, that's saying that the NFL has to win. And that's something that there's no guarantees on that either. So, you know, we, just really, it's just sit and wait. You know, and instead, just look, I, I give the Cowboys credit. I give Zeke Elliott credit. They played fantastic against the New York Giants. The defense had so much energy. Rod Marinelli just gets these guys to play with, with fire in their eyes. I mean, kudos to them for getting that done. And listen, Zeke, 
you know, didn't, you know, he looked good. And, you know, you just wonder, okay, if he was, if he knew this was his last game before the suspension, would he be pushing himself? Would, would he just, you know, would he try to just do it all in one game knowing he's going to be out for the next six? So I think the key to the Cowboys is to just make sure that Zeke Elliott is relaxed, just keep playing, ignore it. You really can't do anything about it on, on the field. That's a battle that's going to take place in court. And, and we'll see what they can get done against a Broncos team that is hurting across the defensive line. You know, we know they're very good in pass defense, but can they stop Zeke Elliott on a, you know, and force Dak Prescott to beat him through the air. And of course, Trevor Simeon, you know, efficient, but can he make some difference making plays in this game against a very suspect Cowboys secondary that's going to be without Orlando Scandrick? Should be a good one on Sunday. Odell Beckham Jr. is telling us in his best Ben Roethlisberger, hey, it's a six to eight week injury, but back in individual drills as of yesterday. Any chance we see him? And if not, how bad does it get for the Giants? You know what? I'll be honest. I, I really think it is a game time decision. I mean, and today, you know, Ben McAdoo, the Giants head coach, oh, saying, "Yeah, we saw him. You know, he did a little more in practice, but you know, when when you hear Michelle Tafoya say that the guy is undergoing therapy ten hours a day, and he's still not able to get back on the field, it's a pretty severe injury that he suffered against the Browns in Week Two. And you know, the Giants aren't going to mess with their franchise. I mean, listen, we know what the record is of zero and two teams. Basically, one out of every eight zero and two teams makes it to the playoffs." That's, that's what it has been since 2006. So, you know, the Giants, they don't want to dig themselves into that hole, but they can't risk, you know, any long-term damage to Odell Beckham Jr. Brandon Marshall, he's slow, he's old, he could not get open against the, against the New York, Dallas Cowboys. What can he do against Detroit? See, the Lions, I don't think are that great defensively, but, man, they can put up some points. It'll be interesting to see Matt Stafford, how he fares against this great Giants defense. Look, that, that one to me is a very curious toss-up game. The other thing, too, that can the Giants solve this offensive line problem? I mean, you talk about a turnstile. Bobby Hart, you know, he was taking tickets and letting people through. I mean, that was an awful game that he had a right tackle, and Eric Flowers just is not a left tackle. I mean, the Giants keep trying, keep putting him out there each week, but it's not, I don't think, conducive to long-term success for him at the position. So a lot of questions for the G-men right now. This, I don't want to say this game has a must-win type of feel no matter what, but you know how it is in New York media. I mean, people are going to be very disappointed if this Giants team goes 0-2. You can follow him on Twitter, at Alex Marvez. That's at Alex Marvez, Sporting News NFL insider. His latest column at SportingNews.com right now, if you thought the Browns have played a lot of quarterbacks since 1999, <laughs> Well, they may have nothing on another NFL team that AM spotlights. Check it out at SportingNews.com right now. Alex, appreciate it as always, buddy. Enjoy the games. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll do it again next week. See you, Alex. There goes Alex Marvez. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. From the Win Sportsbook, our man in Vegas, former odds maker at Caesars, co-host bet the board podcast our vegas insider you can follow him on twitter at todd Furman. that is at todd Furman, and he is todd Furman. what's happening dude i am on the floor here at the win sports for you boys although i'm a little bit concerned about that intro talking about 22 inches because i'm not sure either you boys can bring that to the table yourself whoa wow that's isn't that canelo's reach 22 inches <laughs> I'm not sure. Him. Hopefully, for his sake, it's a little bit longer because Triple G may be able to work his work the body inside, uh, and that will be the side of professional money for tomorrow night's bout. I can guarantee you that well in advance. All right. Well, what's the biggest thing you've seen as far as the line on the, on the fight tomorrow, the Canelo fight, going one way or the other the last couple of days? I had a chance to speak to a number of books in town, and they all said the same kind of thing. With it being a huge Mexican holiday here, they knew they were going to get an influx of money coming in on Canelo uh, with him installed as the underdog. 
So the price hasn't really changed much, but about 70% is coming in on the dog. The interesting here as well, guys, this fight expected to do about 10% of the handle that we saw between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. So really an afterthought for Sportsbook. At the same time, they would be more than happy to see Triple G end this thing inside of eight or nine rounds. 10% of the handle. Think about that with all the money exchanging hands a couple of weeks ago. And now Todd in the pits now ready uh, for a big NCAA slate. And we were talking a little bit earlier about Clemson, Louisville, and Lamar Jackson putting up pinball-like numbers to get things started. But against Clemson, perhaps. Oh, and there's the music in the background. I love it. That, no, is, that, that is now there your you – know. that's going to be your theme music walking up from now on. Uh, what are we expecting in this game of a couple of heavyweights on a, on a slate full of uh, some afterthought kind of games? Well, you mentioned Lamar Jackson and his ability to withstand the barrage that he's going to face with the Clemson defensive line. Interesting when you consider that he was sacked 27 times the final four games of the season last year for Louisville. This year only sacked twice in their first two games of the season against North Carolina and Purdue. The difference being anybody who's watched those games has seen him run for his life. I don't think he's going to be so fortunate against a Clemson defensive line that's going to travel. And while a lot of people are skeptical what Kelly Bryant will bring to the table in his first true road as starting quarterback at Clemson, this Tigers team is a national championship contender. And I think they go out there and prove it tomorrow night in primetime at Papa John Stadium, where Louisville has only been a home dog three times since 2010 and own a modest 2-1 and mark against the spread. Todd, uh, the rest of the world, we got one of the night games tomorrow night, Texas and USC. USC's walking around like they're going to win this game by 60. Anything crazy with this one? Point spread's around 15 right now. Always funny when you talk about a team that was written off for dead going into the game against Stanford last week, and everybody wants back on the bandwagon this week. I'm going to short that USC stock and look to make a case for Texas. Now, the big concern for me here is what Coach Herman will elect to do with the quarterback situation. Will we see Shane Bouchelle, who's a little bit more limited in mobility, or Sam Ellinger, who looked every bit the part of Greg Ward that Herman had working for him at Houston as a dual-threat quarterback? I think we're going to see both of those guys. And this is a big number. I'm not going to call Texas for the outright upset, but I do think they can keep it inside the number. So if you're walking to the window to bet this game at the Coliseum, I, I like Texas here plus the 15. I also feel like you're going to see plenty of burnt orange in the stands. From what I've been told, there should be thirty to 35,000 fans there supporting Longhorn Nation. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, coming to you from the Geico Studio on the hotline with us, former odds maker at Caesars. Now you can hear him on the Bet the Board podcast, at Bet the Board Pod on Twitter. Or follow him personally, at Todd Furman, CBS Interactive, Fox Sports 1, Race Hub, and every week with us here on the Jason Smith Show. Todd Furman with us. So for Sunday, as we get to week two of the National Football League, we had another dud on Thursday night. The, well, Bengals are atrocious. We'll just leave it at that. But when you look at the, the betting lines for week two, how much of an overreaction is there to what we saw in week one? Surprisingly enough, you're not seeing a major overreaction. And as a result, you haven't seen that much professional money enter the market just yet. The one game that the pros have started to gravitate for as we get closer to Sunday kickoff is the Indianapolis Colts. With the announcement that Jacoby Brissett will be under center instead of Scott Tolzien, it's a perfect opportunity to buy low against an Arizona team with limited offensive weaponry. You guys are fantasy guys more than me. You don't replace the productivity of David Johnson. He's 2,000 yards from scrimmage in those 20 touchdowns. As difficult as it is to do to walk to the window to back the Colts, this is a play you have to make here grabbing a touchdown. That number won't last. I think it closes six and a half, maybe even as low as six. All right, does the Jets' point spread get up to 20, 25, 30 against the Raiders? It's not going to get there, but I do think it's a little bit short, honestly. I made the number 16 and a half, 17, so 13 
could be a little bit of value on Oakland, uh, but I would not be surprised in the least if the Raiders go out there in a workmanlike performance, win the game by double digits, and you're sweating the backdoor cover the entire game. I just want to know, can, will you guys be able to name most of the Jets' skill position players as we get towards week 15 or 16? Uh, like you mean the skill position players for next year or the ones that will be playing uh, in week <laughs> no, 15? No, we, 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 we can aim for next year because I'm more than happy to try and figure out who's going to be under center uh, with these beloved Jets. I just hope we get a start or two from Christian Hackenberg at some point this season. Oh, you're going to have to. That would really make my day. No, that's going to happen. And look, Robbie Anderson is pretty good. Jermaine Curse is not bad. They'll hopefully get Quincy Anunua back. They'll get Jerry Rice. You know, that'll be a big thing. Terrell Owens. <laughs> Terrell that'll Owens happen. still has some football left in him. Hey, do you remember, Todd, what's the biggest NFL point spread you can remember in your career uh, I think uh, you, in Vegas? You have to go back to the time when the Patriots uh, were flirting with perfection. I remember a number, I think it was Monday Night Football against the Ravens, where they were just shy of three touchdowns. Uh, but I won't claim to be a historian in that regard. There have to be bigger numbers out there. Uh, but it's rare you see teams laying more than two touchdowns. You will see that later in the season if the Jets continue to struggle. You mean it wasn't the Jets last week? Okay, that's good. I'm glad that's not it so far. You know what? It's pretty embarrassing, though, if you're over a touchdown underdog to the Buffalo Bills in 2017. So despite the Jets getting somewhere close, you know, it's something to hang your head on. Why are the Rams giving points? I mean, that's a great question. But apparently when you hang 46 points on the Colts, it allows the market to overreact a bit. And the Redskins look anything but impressive in their loss against the Eagles. I do think if this number gets to three, you will start to see some professional money coming on the dogs. Clay Travis, you can follow him on. Uh, whoa. Todd that hurt, Furman. That hurt you my can follow him. We may go on a break. I may not appear on this show for the next couple weeks. <laughs> sorry, Tom. I'm sorry. I just – I'm sorry. I, 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 said, I, I said Clay's name. I don't know How why. about that? I just did. Uh, Todd Furman. Hi, Todd. Hi, <laughs> All right, uh, odds that Todd Furman uh, will not pick up the phone the next couple of weeks. I'm going to say that's one-to-one. Hello? He's still there. Yeah, no, no, that that sounds fair. I was waiting for you to put your foot further in your mouth than you'd already done, so I wanted to give you plenty of opportunity. I Uh, I will pick up the phone next week. I'll make myself about a $1.40 favorite. Although if there's enough dog money, I'm more than happy to throw the fight. (laughs) See what you did there? Todd and I have a long... Happy yeah. history here. My bad, Todd. Now you're taking I, a mallet. I am, I, there's not, what can I say? I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry about that. That's... It happens. We all have Freudian slips, boys. I appreciate the thoughts nonetheless. All right. All right. I want to I make it up to you. I'm going to give you one crazy parlay. You ready? Fire away. All right. The Jets win on the field on Sunday, and the Mets win the rest of their games the rest of the season. I mean, what you name a number, we can attach as many zeros to it as you want. I'm more than happy to book that action, my friend. More than happy to book that. No, but but really, seriously, would you notice any more betting on the Indians during their streak? Course, the 22 game streak ended tonight. Did they become a the big re- favorite or any kind? The response that I got from sportsbooks—they didn't even know baseball season was going on right now. <laughs> but I will say, futures markets have responded. The Indians have surpassed the Dodgers as odds-on favorites right now. At a lot of books, they're listed at five to two, creating a little bit of value on LA. But it's always interesting. Yes, the 22-game win streak is impressive, but they played AAA teams in the forms of the Tigers and the White Sox. I think the Indians may have peaked too soon, and what that'll do is it'll offer value everywhere else in the futures market, whether it's to win the pennant in the American League or to win the World Series. You can follow me on Twitter, at Todd Furman. That is at Todd Furman, our man in Vegas. You want everything, you get it from him. 
co-host, Bet the Board podcast, former odds maker at Caesars. Again, on Twitter, at Todd Furman. Todd, appreciate it, buddy. As always, enjoy the fight this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.